This is Hope and Dread Extra. I'm Charlotte Burns. And I'm Alan Schwartzman. Hope and Dread was a program about the tectonic shifts in power in art. We've heard from people who are making change and from people who are resisting change. Our guests were brimming with ideas and off-topic thoughts that we just didn't have room for within the documentary series. But we didn't want to leave them on the cutting room floor. So now we're bringing you a set of short, sharp bonus episodes featuring some of your season favourites, which will be dropping twice a week. Today we're bringing you more from Tiffany Shah, an artist, filmmaker and writer, whose recent work, Too Salty, Too Wet, tells the story of Hong Kong now. Tiffany wrote some of it from the front lines of the pro-democracy protests, and we talked to her about what she describes as narratives of trauma and violence, not only from the recent protests, but from centuries of colonial subjugation. Here she talks about how those narratives are formed through media and technology today. I'm really interested in the liveness of the timeline, the liveness of uh, broadcasts and streams, um, and the way in which I think technology, especially for organizers and activists on the ground, to get information out there that gets beyond and penetrates through even the sort of news outlets that shape overarching narratives. I think uh, more and more you see activists doing Instagram lives or live streams and things like that to kind of interrupt the news cycle and to insert a sort of more on the ground version. You know, I think it goes back to also this notion of like what a political artist is. And I kind of refuse to see the artist as this political figure. I think at best we are attending to the times, but Art isn't going to materially change the circumstances of the way that people live. I think artists have the ability of uh, shifting the focus and also um, describing things that are unnameable and doing the necessary work of, of locating the things that are unnameable. Um, but I think to look at political art as the kind of like apex of of action, I think is is a bit misguided, <laughs> and sort of like the the way that I position my work entirely. It's like this uh, to to think that this is going to materially change people's lives. It's not, but the important thing is, and maybe this is the most political aspect. Also, is the archive and the importance of like bringing to the archive and and what what the timeline is useful for, is how it it is a live archiving of these missives of our times that are, that are so critical for the kind of culmination of historians that maybe haven't been born yet. How do you capture that? How do you sit in that kind of surf? How do you filter it? I think that part of filtering it is knowing how an artist is not a journalist <laughs> and uh, knowing where the work of journalism is, which is to document and create a sort of the more objective view those are the, these notions that are propagated within journalism school, but seeing the artist as a distinctly subjective perspective and also that the artist can do things that are more, that, that attend to more creative ways of telling the times. I think that there is something more profound about waiting for the kind of long, the narrative of the long durée and the sort of longer resistance. like. Writing Too Salty, Too Wet, I think, 
you know, I spent a year and a half writing that, and I wrote that in the protests. I wrote, like literally while I was volunteering, standing next to the front lines, just like writing it on my phone, and then writing it even through the national security law when that was dropped. And, and during that time, I was asked to write for outlets, but I refused because I just don't think that that is the work that I should be doing. The conclusions that should be made at this time are more, much more complicated than, say, like a, a sort of like think tank analysis that can be absorbed by governments to uh, shape policy and things like that. Uh, I wrote that text also for other Hong Kongers, either in Hong Kong or abroad. And part of this like process of repair that's going to be ongoing, and there's never going to be a full repair, is trying to make sense of our history and we just happen to be living through one of its most intense parts right now. And kind of this creation of like what Hong Kong identity even means when it's always been foreclosed as this sort of like durational colonial suspension, a state of suspension for, for a group of people who, many of whom came here to seek political refuge. If you look at the history of Hong Kong, it's the site of not just a, a diaspora out, but also a diaspora in from the mainland over the last decade, uh, decades, I mean, uh, and over the last century from China, and also from Southeast Asia and South Asia for political refuge, for economic refuge. Tu Salty Tuet is an extremely angry text. It's also an extremely vulnerable text. Like it even talks about my menstrual cycle that was interrupted by you know, constant exposure to tear gas. And then the aggression also comes in with the way in which I write about the kind of um, the voyeuristic, uh, the kind of parachute journalists who came in for uh, short periods of time just to make their kind of career defining documentaries and then leaving, you know, uh, and watching that live in person. And uh, there's a weird kind of uh, consumption. It's like the, the knowledge one is being consumed and then, and then also um, trying to gain some kind of agency in the fight as well. And that all bears on this kind of slippery exchange through the looking glass, you know, if you will, of being part of a news story, of being part of these stories, of being part of a, a colonial uh, narrative as well, being part of a whole history of like travel logs about Hong Kong with merchants and missionaries who came here in the 1800s, for instance, you know, it's really funny because if you look at some of these writings now of how journalists are writing today versus someone like Arthur H. Smith, who wrote this kind of canonical orientalist text called Chinese Characteristics, there's like an eerie similarity to how things have the optics of uh, look viewing the sort of Orient uh, haven't changed at all and the kind of power dynamics of that gaze the show is called hope and dread when you look ahead what do you feel oh <laughs> um i feel plenty of both i think the fact that people like the new red order are making the works that they do now and have the platforms that they do now i think that's really hopeful and tr and moving really critical conversations like um, decolonization is not a metaphor. Like that's part of sort of, you know, more popular discourse. So I feel hopeful in those ways. And I think that there's just generally more broadly a kind of um, 
vernacular that I think people can have these sort of advanced conversations now. But I do feel a ton of dread, especially about the ongoing times in Hong Kong, the people who uh, can leave and then the people who are not going to leave and the people who can't leave. There lies a very complicated road ahead, I think, for any diaspora to be constructing or like making sense of identity in the future going forward. So there is a hope in that too, but there's like a deep sadness that this time is, is extremely, extremely hard to make sense of right now. For more from Tiffany, tune in to episode three of Hope and Dread, Controlling Culture, episode nine, Artists, Players or Pawns, and episode 12, Are You Sitting Uncomfortably? Listen to Hope and Dread Extra every Tuesday and Thursday and subscribe wherever it is you find your podcasts. Hope and Dread is brought to you by Art and the new editorial platform created by Schwartzman and. The executive producer is Alan Schwartzman, who co-hosts the show together with me, Charlotte Burns of Studio Burns, which produces the series. Robert Bound is our associate editor. Holly Fisher mixes and edits the sound. Additional research has been provided by Julia Hernandez, and our theme music is by the inimitable Philip Glass. <laughs>